0: You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey.
1: And I'm Chris. This is the show about our marriage
0: and our money. Hey, husband. Hi. On this episode, we're excited to share our first featured matrimony listener. Chris and I have had so much fun diving into the finances of our first listener, our first featured listener, and we're excited to share our advice to them. Mm -hmm. Plus, we'll have the... Interesting case. Yes. Plus, we'll have the usual catching up on our money and life lately, plus each sharing our one big thing. So, let's get into life lately. Um... We're coming off kind of a rough evening.
1: Oh my. <laughs> OMG. Effing <laughs> G. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough, actually, number of nights.
0: Yeah. Um, I, you know, I feel like we should change this section to like how our boys are sleeping lately. I know. We usually we're always open with that, but it is just, it is such a driver of life lately. Mm-hmm. It, because it affects our sleep, it affects our evening routine and stuff, and so... It is totally developmentally appropriate and the the more I talk to other parents of toddlers and the more I hear that their kids are also doing the same thing but Dash is just dragging out bedtime after he goes to bed he's up out of bed asking for more things and then we're just having a tough time knowing the best way to deal with it because It's really hard when your child is asking, just scratch my back one more time. Can I have a glass of water? I mean, you want to take care of them, Mm -hmm. but also it just continues and continues. And so it's like where to have those boundaries, how to establish those boundaries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so like this morning, he got up at 3.30 and he had decided that he was awake. And and so now we were adopting a strategy. We have a strategy, but... We've only started it this first night and already it's led to lots and lots of crying and, uh, and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't
0: even totally stick to it, which explain what our strategy is.
1: So our strategy is, so he, he is not in a crib, he's in a bed mm-hmm. and he is in his own room and we have the ability to lock the door if we want to, but we're choosing not to do that mm-hmm. and trying to just, anytime he gets up and he comes out, we pick him up with minimal interaction, put him back into his bed. And then if he gets up again, we do the same thing again does. and again and again and again. And yeah. So we're trying to implement that. But it all it does is ratchet up the insanity every time you put him back in the bed. Yeah. So maybe it's just a matter of doing this multiple nights in a row. I don't know.
0: It's really hard because it feels like, yeah, it just feels like he's getting more and more upset. But then at the same time, when I have caved mm-hmm. and done what it is he asked, that's not the end of it. Yeah, he's just up again.
1: Plea to our listeners: <laughs> Are we doing the right thing? Are we terrible parents? What should we be doing? Can yeah. you come to our house and do it for us?
0: Yes, we're <laughs> going to use this use this podcast to solicit any advice. Yeah. We we welcome it. Um, okay, so there's that. Let's move on from that. Um,
1: Fun things. Huh? Other
0: other things in life lately. I, I'm not sure how I stumbled upon this. I think it, I think it was either uh, a reader of my blog or listener of one of the podcasts that recommended to me Gretchen Rubin's, um, happier podcast. I started kind of listening to that. I had never read her book, The Happiness Project, but I kinda I attempted to, you, yeah, you read it and you kind of, you liked it. Okay. Maybe she kind of rubbed you the wrong way on some, some yeah, things. I got
1: halfway through it and decided okay. That. Didn't want to read it. It so wasn't quite for you. Yeah.
0: Um, but I like her podcast and I caught a few archived episodes of her talking about habit formation and kind of these four tendencies that as I listened, listened more, I realized are kind of these four tendencies that she has thought a lot about and kind of defined. Um, and she says that all people fit into one of four categories when it comes to habit formation, upholders, obligers, questioners and rebels and each one responds differently to external like pressures to like do things or mm-hmm. internal uh pressures to do things, I guess. So right. anyway. Or like motivators. Motivators, yeah. exactly. Um I am an upholder. Mm-hmm. And the more I read about it and <laughs> learned about it, it was just very insightful because upholders find it very easy to start new habits and maintain new habits, um, whether it's for an external motivator or internal motivator. And
1: You're very internally motivated, though, I think more I, so than externally. I,
0: maybe I am even more internally motivated. It's just very easy for me to create, create a new habit. What Case is in point, 4AM project. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of people would think that that would be fun. Anyway, so That's just been something. Other than
1: farmers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's just been something that. And I did get her new book, Better Than Before, and I'm reading that now. And. I just I find it really fascinating. I find it really fascinating not only to read about upholders, which I identify with, but the other types and to I've been asking like lots of people that I know to take the little quiz. We'll link to it in the show notes um, and I would love to hear from our listeners if you take it what you are and if that resonates with you, but I just I find it really fascinating. yeah This is
1: right up your alley because you're totally a creature of habit yes and a planner mm-hmm. and um, very detail oriented and step by step and you
0: know how I try to make everything a habit. Or a tradition,
1: yeah. Because yeah.
0: I, I like to do things. Uh, that's just so comforting to me. I'm like, well, if we're gonna do it one once a year, let's just do it every year. You <laughs> it's, know,
1: it's really funny too. Like yeah. everything turns. I mean, there there probably have been many dozens of traditions that <laughs> established I've tried, that, that I've tried to start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which if you, I hope hopefully you're cataloging these because I, I the only and, one I remember is holiday. day.
0: Oh. yeah, and that is that is a fall holiday that i created that we created Mm -hmm. and uphold within our family Mm -hmm. every year Mm -hmm. to celebrate the beginning of fall
1: now wait now you're an upholder what was i
0: you know were you now i can't even remember and it didn't seem to quite fit maybe rebel but i don't know rebel ish yeah
1: i took the quiz and then i i described myself like the um those little squeezy toys where you squeeze one end and the other end balloons up. And then you squeeze that <laughs> in and another end balloons up. In other words, I just like, I blow up where I need to, when I need to. So I, I Yeah, you,
0: you said that you feel like you're able to just, you're kind of like a chameleon. You just, you mm-hmm. respond in the way that the situation requires mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. And I can see that. I mean, I, I wouldn't say you're an upholder. You don't love. I'm not at you,
1: all a creature you, of habit. Yeah,
0: you don't love to create new habits, things like that. I'm, I'm a creature of do. whim. Creature of whim.
1: Except, but I'm not flaky. I'm extremely utterly responsible with my whims, mm-hmm. but I would rather just go with my whims rather than like plan everything out yeah. and go step by step. I
0: don't know. I feel like you just really have qualities of the other three a lot. Questioner, rebel, and obliger. Mm-hmm. Kind of, Kind of a mixture. But anyway, I've just been finding that really interesting and have been thinking a lot about that lately. I've been talking to you a lot about it lately on mm-hmm. our commutes and stuff,
1: so... Mm-hmm. Also,
0: <laughs> I think you had one more thing to say, Chris, if you will refer to the outline in front of you. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Um, yeah, so I was going to mention life lately. I have been rejected. <laughs> not hard. by me. No, not by you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been... Uh, <laughs> I'm reading my my outline here, and I've got... Cause, so on the last podcast, my, my one big thing is begin before you're ready. Right, that's was, what you uh, said last time. And I wrote here, because I was just quickly dashing off notes, I wrote here, um, I've been beginning before I'm ready all over the place, <laughs> which sounds kind of like a euphemism. <laughs> uh, I have a problem with premature beginning, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, I have been trying to begin before I'm ready, and mm-hmm. in the sense that I've been trying to uh transition my blog, not transition it, but uh leverage it to try to write a book. So I mm-hmm. published a book in December uh that I co-authored, but it's more like academic and mm-hmm. I want to do a trade press book mm-hmm. um on the ideas that I write about on my blog, which is Middle Path Life. And so I have being in academics, I have some connections to one um publishing company and then through a, a friend I have I had another connection. So I was able to talk to a couple of publishers or or I guess literary agents really um and both came back after talking to me and reading my blog and said oh well your ideas are interesting we'll You're- pass <laughs> yeah um but they were great in that they they offered some advice they, they the one woman I talked to for 45 minutes on the phone was really good mm-hmm. um the other guy read through my blog and initially was excited which got me excited but then came back and said hey no yeah um so so
0: you've been thinking about that
1: um so But yeah, I'm not defeated. I don't feel defeated. Um, I definitely have written here rejection. It hurts so good because it definitely does. Actually, much more so than when I get a paper rejected or a a grant proposal rejected Mm -hmm. for work. Because this is like much more my personal thing. But the cool thing about it, like it, it actually drives me to want to do more and figure out what the pitfalls Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. So I actually have questioned these people who came back and said no to get a little bit more in depth about why maybe I or what steps I need to take to make. My idea is more solid and more saleable and all of that. And the good thing about that is beginning before you're ready, Mm -hmm. I've gotten this feedback and I built a blog over the course of nine months and I have like 50 posts and lots of information and I'm on a trajectory, which clearly is not a strong one that Mm -hmm. literary agents and possibly publishers would care about. Mm -hmm. So I get to iterate and maybe even, I don't know, rebrand or figure out how to pivot um, early. So I've failed essentially, but I failed early. So now I get to, you know, before I get too far along in my trajectory, I get to change and kind of target something new. And so I worked with a guy for a while on my startup business, Uh, my partner who had this great analogy. And he said, you know, um, you kind of develop your trajectory and you shoot for the moon Mm -hmm. and you're off by one or two degrees. But if you're just too committed to that trajectory, then you like, get all the way out there and you mm. totally miss the moon. But if mm. you have the opportunity to pivot mm. and change direction a little bit, you can hit yeah. your target. Yeah. So that's what I feel like I'm doing. So I'm, I'm glad that I began before I'm ready prematurely. Awesome. <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, I am real, I'm really proud of you. And I love how passionate you are about what you're doing and the ideas that you're writing about. And I think you're an amazing writer. And so I know that you're going to well, have success. You. And, you know, it doesn't always, you know, we've been talking about this a lot lately even if you have really great ideas and you're you know completely qualified it doesn't mean that success is going to be easy it mm-hmm. means showing up and working and you know continuing to work at it every day for maybe a long time but i know that mm-hmm. you're going to get there so
1: mm-hmm. thanks
0: let's move on to talking about our money
1: so we have a few things going on yeah. Um, we're always trying not always, but occasionally we try new experiments on mm-hmm. how to like hone how, what we spend or, or how we handle our money, whatever mm-hmm. else. And we're trying a couple things recently mm-hmm. um, that hopefully will kind of help us organize our finances a little bit better. And so um, we'll see how it turns out. We're not sold yet, but we've actually tried out Capital One mm-hmm. as a place to put uh, some of our savings. So we've always been with Bank of America. And, and some
0: of our like, short-term, just in cash savings, not any of our investment savings right
1: yeah so this is not like a long-term thing it's really for some categories of inconsistent monthly saving or monthly spending so we might spend a hundred dollars on something in one month but then we might not spend it for like the next few months so gifts for example Mm -hmm. um is a good place to put money like this
0: Gifts saving up for our car insurance (laughs) which we just pay twice per year right um we kind of we we have a we have a little bit going just to uh savings like household savings every month kind of like household goods services yeah kind of like that you mm-hmm. know for when little minor repairs come up little home depot trips and whatnot so mm-hmm. that so that's what this money is that we've put in a capital one account yeah. to try out
1: and it's cool because you have kind of a main account you have these little sort of sub savings accounts and now we can Hopefully, the idea is that we can kind of track our purchases or our spending by those categories now specifically. So anytime we have to spend on home services or supplies, or we have to, um, or we pay our car insurance, we can pull it directly out of that specific account.
0: Because did you already say this that the Capital One account lets us kind of within within this single account kind of set up all these envelopes? And yeah. so whereas before, in just of a Bank of America savings account, is just you know, $2,000 and we kind of mentally know that, okay, $600 is is earmarked for our car insurance coming up soon. But, you know, other things come up, it's easy to dip into that. Whereas exactly. this one, we can preserve and be like, nope, that $600 stays right there and we're not dipping into that. So. Yeah.
1: So that's the benefit of it. The detriment is that we're in between two financial institutions and so money is kind of moving back and forth Mm -hmm. inefficiently, but, but we're trying it out to see if we like it. Yeah. So that's one, one thing that's kind of cool, but I'm excited for our, our in-home experiment that we're trying.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, so I got a slow cooker for my birthday, which I really, really love. And we've been thinking of ways to put that to more use. And one thing we've been talking about is simplifying our cooking just right now, we just don't have a lot of time, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately, and um, we are really committed to home-cooked meals, both for um, the money-saving and just the health of it, and honestly, I just, I prefer our home-cooked meals usually to food that we could buy out. I think it's like tastier and...
1: Yeah, even though we don't have a ton of time, we, we cook a lot, mm-hmm. e- even if they're really quick things like just yeah. a quick quesadilla or whatever, but we cook... Well, every single, every single dinner and many breakfasts. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, But so uh, we were talking about maybe putting our slow cooker to use in terms of like making one big pot of beans or lentils or something on a Sunday. And for Chris and I to just eat that plus a grain, probably quinoa, something high protein um, all week long for dinners. Mm -hmm. We love taking our salads, too, for lunch to work, Um, but neither you nor I have a problem eating the same thing every day for, you know, a week for dinner for just one meal a day. Um, It could be something that could save us money if we're buying, like, beans or quinoa, lentils in bulk and dried. Those Mm -hmm. are pretty cheap.
1: Or it's like a fiber protein base that we can add different sauces to or vegetables or whatever. Or, like cooking this stuff up and when we make lots of salads throughout the week and mm-hmm. we can throw those things on top of the salads it's mm-hmm. it's a kind of a versatile base yeah piece of a of many different meals
0: mm-hmm. yeah but i was just thinking too there's so many things that we've been looking at simplifying in our life and i do kind of wonder especially just at this time of our life if what we're eating for dinner and meals is one of those places, you know, it already feels like we simplified what we're eating for lunch a ton because we take salads most days. And I mean, I am not sick of them. You know, Mm -hmm. we're kind of varying what we're putting in them, just what we have in the fridge and stuff. But I love that. And I think right now it sort of doesn't make sense for us to have a different meal every single night because the, You know, the boys aren't always eating what we're eating, even though we're offering it and we continue to offer it. And we definitely want to get to the place where everyone's eating one meal. It just is. It just is tough right now. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So we what's exciting about that, too, though, is that we can save probably a lot of money if we do lots of big bulk stuff like this Mm -hmm. by going to a store that has a big bulk section. So we actually visited one over the weekend and explored it. And I picked up some mung beans which Kelsey made fun of me for because apparently there's an office episode where they really talk like about how smelly Where they like smell disgusting.
0: Yes, I'm not feeling super excited about those.
1: <laughs> Kelsey's making food decisions based on the office. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so anyway, we're kind of interested to try that out. We'll let you guys know how it goes.
1: And if anybody has great vegetarian slow cooker recipes, feel free to share them.
0: Send them our way, please. Okay, let's move on to our listener question.
1: So we've actually gotten a few uh, profiles in, so we're excited to start featuring these. And our very first one is a young lady from New York City. Yes, she's 23 years old, mm-hmm. uh, living in the city. She's actually not a native of the U.S. Uh, she is uh, from elsewhere. I don't think we know where. I don't think so. Uh, so she's not she's not native to the U.S., um, but she's currently making, and this is her take home, we believe, mm-hmm. thirty four thousand two hundred dollars per year. Yeah. So, so so
0: we yeah we ask for take home pay, and that means after Taxes and other deductions like health insurance, things like that. Um, And so she said after taxes, after all those deductions, her take-home is $34,200 per year.
1: Yeah. Or... Basically twenty eight fifty per month, so she she lives in the city. She shares an apartment. She pays nine hundred fifty dollars for rent, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's about thirty three percent of her take home income. Um, she gave us a few other numbers on what she spends on various bills. So about four to six hundred dollars on groceries per month. Uh, about four to eight hundred dollars also on eating out. Um, which is interesting and we'll talk about that. So she also spends thirty-five dollars on her phone per month, sixty to a hundred dollars on utilities, a hundred and twenty on subways, et cetera. Uh she also mentioned that there is sort of a quote other unqu-
0: quote unquote <laughs> high amount on other, which yeah. is <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so she kinda gave us some insight into that. She 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 works, it sounds like a pretty grueling job with yeah. some serious hours. Mm-hmm. Um she's just starting out in her career, so she's really trying obviously very hard. Mm-hmm. Um uh so probably in response to that she likes to indulge a little bit and so she likes to shop she likes to eat out Mm -hmm. those are maybe stress relievers for her um but on the plus side it's really pretty great she doesn't have any debt which is awesome awesome um and her goal is is at a minimum really to be able to save about $3,500 per year to travel back home um which is abroad to Mm -hmm. see her family and also to um be able to pay for some classes to advance her career and possibly eventually switch jobs. Mm -hmm.
0: So she has a couple of questions for us. And before we get into that, we just want to put the disclaimer out there that Chris and I are not financial advisors. Not at all. Not at all.
1: (laughs) Though we are smart, attractive, and sexy, (laughs) our advice does not constitute actual financial advice. We are not certified in any kind of way. Um, So featured listener and other listeners, do your own due diligence pursue your own financial advice. This is just our thoughts on somebody's situation. Our opinions. Yeah, our opinions.
0: All right. I think we're covered. Okay. Okay. So her first question is, and this was, this was a great one, whether or not she should choose to participate in her company's 401k plan because she is not sure how long she will be in the United States. So way to start out with a really tough question for us. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And so go <laughs> um, visit a financial advisor.
0: <laughs> I know exactly. I think actually this this um does sound like a place where a financial advisor we're gonna eat our own words could be great. But um but first of all, we will say first thing to understand is if a four oh one K investment would be taxed in your home country. So if you did invest in a four oh one K in um in your company here and then you left your company and Like left that 401k money there in that investment, move to your home country abroad. Um, Different countries are going to have different rules about, about taxing that 401k. Um, Just kind of from my reading, it sounds like some countries might let that be just sit tax free and you could just let it keep growing. But that would be something to, that would be something to understand. Um, But it does just seem like a really great idea, whether it's in a 401k or in a different way to be investing in some way, saving in some way for retirement yeah. because you're young, it's a great time to start. And so we would really recommend looking into, you know, kind of researching those. Um, a lot of times company 401k plans will have a, a representative that you could talk to mm. and just remember, You know, they might be working for a financial institution that is wanting you to get to sign up, but they might be able to kind of just give you more information about what might happen if you move to a home country and things like that. So...
1: Yeah, yeah. So, which investment vehicle you use to to invest in is is outside our purview. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That goes to to your HR and financial advisors and such. But I think the the key thing here is that you have youth on your side, and most people aren't saving when they're and you know are attempting to when they're twenty three years old. So you could Mm -hmm. totally kick ass. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So figure out what you can save and start saving it wherever it goes.
0: Yep. Okay. So the next question was how can she meet her savings goal each year of saving to travel to see her family, which was about $3,500. And she just feels like she's just not able to do that now. And so we do have a few thoughts here. Um, Okay, so first kind of just from all this information, this is kind of what we gathered. So listener, She's starting out her career. She's working crazy long hours trying to, you know, like get into her career. She is living in a pretty crazy expensive city. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, at least potentially. At least potentially. It sounds like she's being overworked, just working really long days. It sounds like there might even be some some weekends and stuff. So she doesn't feel like she has the time to put energy into money-saving tactics, kind of like cooking at home, packing her lunch, mm-hmm. things like that. And in addition, it sounds like she's stressed out from work, and so she's using shopping and going out to eat as a, we, as a way to, you know, just relax and have some stress relief. It, it's certainly understandable. Um, but these are really big drivers of spending and not being able to save. And so actually, we'd first recommend kind of taking a step back and evaluating each of these Components that seems to be contributing. So, first of all, on the job, could you consider other positions where you might have better work-life balance?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That would that would just be a first one, and you know it, it might be a great job that's on the path to the career you want. But um, and I know that New York City is a really competitive place, but maybe it couldn't hurt to put some other some other applications out there. Yeah, just see what's out there.
1: It's not uncommon for people to change their jobs mm-hmm. three, four, five times in their twenties into early thirties, and so um, that's that's not something to shy away from. Obviously, mm-hmm. you don't want to be burning bridges and destroying right. any progress you make, but um, but obviously, New York City is filled with people, but it's possibly also filled with jobs yeah. or surrounding areas that right. might be cheaper too.
0: Yeah, um, on the location, could you consider living in a less expensive city? definitely understand that that would be a really big decision and that she is dating someone who lives in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just one of those things that, you know, when you are considering your your big goals in life, like if you're living in a really expensive place, you want to just make sure that that is a really intentional decision that you've made because it, it really could impact what you're able to make or what you're able to save. And so if you do decide that's definitely where you want to be just kind of know that that might be a a give and take elsewhere.
1: Yeah. And there's some, some great blogs on frugal living. One, one of which, and I can't recall now which one it was, but um, uh, it's a couple writing about their own frugal living, not that you have to like pare down to be super minimal, but they, they actually wrote about how they lived a pretty financially savvy life in New York city, like a really pretty cheap Mm. life and they talked about strategies i think think
0: it might be the blog our freaking budget oh
1: yeah i think you're right
0: they spent they spent some time in new york city so actually we'll link to that in the show notes and that would be a great one to check out of a of a you know pretty frugal couple who actually were living the new york life
1: yeah and so they they really pursued sort of the non-consumer life but enjoying new york city Mm -hmm. still so they you know they did things like um Pursuing the free days at, at museums, going mm-hmm. there, um, for things like that. Or just walking through, exercising in Central Park, obviously, mm-hmm. is a great thing to do. Or walking through the city at night, um, you know, with your boyfriend, going yeah. to the library. These are all sources of entertainment that don't have to cost anything. Sure. Right? And, and would be really incredible experiences in the city.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... I guess, so those are kind of some like big components that we're seeing of the, of the listener's life that are contributing to spending and saving habits. And so, um, finally, and we, you know, we say this, like, I feel like it's direct, but it is with friendliness and in the, in the hopes of being encouraging and supportive. But, um, the listener is really spending up to our means, mm-hmm. um, She's spending a lot of money on groceries and on eating out and then also on shopping.
1: Which makes her like an average American, right? Right. Like that's what yeah. everybody does. Yeah,
0: totally. But um, given the income, uh, living in, you know, maybe an expensive city or maybe having expensive habits, I think, is, is more the driver. Not so much an expensive city, but the expensive habits. The listener definitely has the capacity to save the $3,500 per year for travel and the unpaid time off to visit her family every year, which are her goals. Um, But, but she's not making enough money to save that amount and to eat out as much as she is and to shop or to have all those indulgences. And so you've got to cut back one of those.
1: Well, and so it kind of comes back to something we've talked about before. So like, what are the things you really value, and then mm-hmm. what are your goals based on those values. Like the strategic planning thing we've talked about with yeah. financial planning, which we've talked about for couples, but it works for individuals too. What you really value, it sounds like, you've, you've highlighted relationships, your boyfriend, yeah. your your family. family. So if that's what you value, mm-hmm. then that's where your, your money should go into what you value, right? Yeah. Um, and eating out is fun and it's nice, but like, is that is that really bringing the major source of value into your and life?
0: It, and it can feel like it's really contributing to their relationship could it because it sounds like she and her boyfriend go out for meals a lot and you know that's a that's an easy way to to like be together especially you know we all need to eat every day and so you're tired you don't feel like cooking and I know that New York City apartments have notoriously maybe teeny tiny kitchens or (laughs) things like that but but an investment in a relationship doesn't have to be over a table at a restaurant.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Very nice way to put it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yeah. So think about how you can kick ass for your values through Mm -hmm. saving for those values. And so I think um, the eating out thing, it's a a habit you kind of got to kill. That's a big one. Um, Just because it it equates to possibly on average more than what you're spending, maybe even on your groceries. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's, in fact, one of your biggest bills, really. And if on average you're spending... She gave us a range of four to I think eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So on average, if it's six hundred dollars a month, even if you still spent two hundred dollars a month on eating out, but you did the prep work or figured out strategies to prep meals at the beginning of the week to bring to you know for lunches, because Americans on average spend a thousand dollars a year on lunch out. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but Americans now spend more money on food outside the home than they do for food on in-home consumption. Oh, wow. um, so it's, it's a lot of money people spend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could save, even if you're spending still $200 on eating out, you could save $400 a month, $4,800 a year. That pays for the travel plus, mm-hmm. the, you know, whatever, 1300 bucks on top of that. So now yeah. you've got 50% of what the average American saves. The average mm-hmm. American has a 4% savings rate. The, the median income of a household is like $50,000. So you're looking at a couple thousand dollars.
0: mm mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so there's no just magic super easy solution, but it is totally doable. Mm-hmm. You know, just looking at the at the finances that the listener gave us. So, you know, something's got to give a little bit, but we really think you can do it and and hopefully it's exciting to, you know, hear that that savings goal is, you know, within your current situation. You don't have to be making more money um, in order to achieve that um, we would really say you know new habits can be hard and you know changing a lifestyle that you've already set up and so set yourself up for success a great first step is tracking your spending yeah yeah and,
1: exactly yeah that other quote-unquote income I right. mean that what may have that? Be, that may have just been the way that you presented it to us but make sure you know what that other is so that you can attack it mm-hmm. and kick its ass too right <laughs> right
0: and so mint Mint.com is free to sign up for and to track. That could be really helpful. Set monthly savings goals. We really believe in the power of setting goals because then you know exactly what you're going for. You can celebrate those small wins every week that you eat out a little bit less, mm-hmm. that you're seeing money go to your savings every month. Um, Get your boyfriend on board. If you're not already being candid about finances, you know, you don't have to put everything out there if you don't feel comfortable, but talk about it. Talk, Say that you're going to be trying to save to so that you can travel to see your family, um, you know, maybe you'll want to bring him along on one of those trips soon to meet your family. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys have a savings goal together of saving some money for a little weekend getaway. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys Mm -hmm. could have a a goal together and, and I think then letting him in on it, um, lets him be supportive of that. And I'm sure that he will be because he'll want you to be able to do those things, achieve those things that you want to in life. So, yeah.
1: yeah. And see if you can, If you don't already have it, I mean, it sounds like she has a a high yield savings account, Mm -hmm. either that or, or some other sort of investment account, make that your holy account. Like ours is our Vanguard fund for the, for the mortgage Mm -hmm. or our general. Where
0: money only goes one way, just goes in.
1: Exactly. (laughs) It is the holy account so that if anything was taken out prematurely, it would be unholy blasphemy. Mm -hmm. It would be a terrible horrible thing and attach that kind of significance to it mm-hmm. and if you can attack your eating out in particular and this other category even if you cut your other category by two-thirds mm-hmm. there again you could save this the the amount of money that that the listener had mentioned she would need to take the classes she wanted to take mm-hmm. um, plus extra mm-hmm. uh, extra enough actually to bring your savings rate up to what the average american saves so even in new york city Uh, maybe on you know a modest income because you're starting out in your career you could still save what the average American saves anywhere in the country
0: all right thank thank you listener for being willing to be our first featured listener and we are cheering you on and I hope maybe you'll write back in a couple months like tell us what you decided to do and let us know how it's going and we're all rooting for you you can do it yeah good luck all right let's move on to one big thing What's yours, Chris? Do you have one.
1: I have one big question.
0: <laughs> what is it? Is it for me? No.
1: Oh, it's for our list. I'm I'm talking to our listeners quite a bit. I this, guess uh, so. Yeah, just show. fine. It's
0: like I'm not even here.
1: <laughs> uh, well, so um, my one big question relates to the fact that I've been rejected recently in relation to <laughs> does
0: any to... Does anyone know a publisher? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, who wants to represent me as my question? No, uh, actually, and I don't know that I have this well-formulated, but for those of you who may have visited my blog, if you have, and you've enjoyed the content, tell me what it is that is the essential thing that you've really gotten out of it and that you would care to learn more about. I guess that's what I want to know. Cause I, I cover a breadth of things there and there's sort of a lack of a niche. And so I'd love to hear what, what resonates with people the most just to get some... Would you
0: like to hear what does not resonate with people?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So if
0: you visited Chris's blog or you want to, and you just want to give him some feedback, constructive criticism or praise, he's welcoming
1: it. Yeah. I've been rejected already a couple times, so feel free to pile on with more (laughs) negative. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear, um, those particular things.
0: Okay. Well, mine is my Zen desk that I have (laughs) been creating, um, at my office at work I'm Um,
1: totally gonna throw you in the bus under the bus in a second oh my gosh (laughs) go ahead what is it (laughs) your non-Zen desk at home oh well I know that's
0: because it that's Yeah, that's, that is different. I like, I have more control at the office than I do at home almost. And more time to organize. More time to organize. Exactly. And toddlers aren't coming behind me and I have to suddenly just, you know, put something somewhere really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, so my desk at the office, I have this wonderful standing desk, but it can go up and down. It's really great. So I usually sit down for lunch and then maybe for like an hour after lunch, but otherwise I'm standing at my desk all day. I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a, Big, huge window that my desk um, looks looks out. Um, I share my office with two colleagues that I just love. So it's like a really great, positive work, like kind of work environment. Um, So anyway, I've been just slowly making my desk space more and more minimal. And as I've done that, it has just become more and more like a Zen retreat, honestly, when I get to work, it is just so peaceful and calming. (sighs) I just have my monitor, my keyboard, like my mouse, I think my and like my water glass on mm-hmm. my desk and then i had two just really plain metal gray filing cabinets that just you know came with my desk um last week i moved those out gave them to the student worker desks and i brought in a nice little white side table that's from ikea but it just looks more homey has a little bit of a better look to it and so yeah lost one piece of furniture replaced the other one with like a nice looking thing and it's just i just love it (laughs) so much
1: and it's a little oasis and in your office there for you every morning, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's just so nice to come and like start my day. And, um, you know, sometimes we've had a difficult morning with like meltdowns with dash and whatever. And I just, I really do just try to appreciate that time. I mean, I'm getting to be productive and do my job and stuff, but it, it is a time that like fills me up with energy that then I can bring that home to parent and just, you know, to do everything else. And so,
1: I'm envious because I, I am all over Mm -hmm. multiple campuses and I don't really have a, I have an office obviously, but, um, but I'm not, I'm actually rarely in it. So I don't really have a nice home to go to where I can just start my day with the same sort of ritual, some hot beverage and yeah.
0: It's really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you. (laughs) You can, you can come start your day at my desk sometime if you want (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's wrap this up it's getting late and we're going to be getting up early tomorrow morning <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, so if 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 anyone is interested in being a matrimony feature listener um, please go to our website you can click the link that says be a featured listener fill out a form give us some more information and the questions that you have about your finances and we would love to dig into them and give you advice on a future show
1: and we'd also love to just hear people's success stories if you just want us to to kind of report on mm-hmm. some major goal that you've accomplished or yeah. other that we love talking about that too so yeah. feel free and to
0: um, and if, and if you have any advice that you feel like we didn't share for the featured listener please head over to our blog loveandmatrimony.com and you can leave your advice for the featured listener in the comments of the show notes for this episode and you can also reach out on email where heymatrimony that's M-O-N-E-Y at gmail.com
1: so share with us what's going on in your financial lives we'd love to hear it. And we'll remind you to love your honey, not your money.
0: You're listening to Matrimony. Was that too too obscenely <laughs> excited? Yeah. <laughs> okay, ready?
1: Yeah.